dropping gems, dropping jaws, dropping gems, dropping jaws, dropping gems, dropping jaws. The podcast for real talk. Dropping gems, dropping jaws, dropping gems, dropping jaws, dropping gems, dropping jaws. The podcast for real talk. Two Latinas, two cities, fat and bougie, not Hasa Diddy. Dropping gems, dropping jaws. No topic is faux pas. Talking mindset, relationships, motivation, work life balance, vacations. Listen when you work out or at the job. Dropping gems, dropping jaws. This for bachelorettes and the working moms. These ladies about to set it off. Dropping gems and dropping jaws. The podcast for real talk. Dropping gems, dropping jaws. Dropping gems, dropping jaws. Dropping gems. Welcome back to Dropping Gems and Jaws. I'm super excited that we're now visual with you guys. Cannot wait to talk about this topic and really see Angie's facial expressions because they're going to be hilarious. Um, (laughs) Today, we are talking about, I feel like there's multiple ways to say this title. Um, Being PC or code switching. What do those even mean to us? Like, what is that? What, how does it even come about? And Mm -hmm. don't even act like you've never done it because I feel like this is something everybody does. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. And, and Julia talked about my facial expressions. I don't know if they're going to be funny because most of my expressions are funny uh this is a topic that's a little bit more serious so it might be more questionable looks like or snaps like yes so (laughs) I'm betting on funny I know it um (laughs) so let's get started I I actually looked up the definition to this um what is like code switching or being pc um and to me, it means exactly what the definition says, but a little bit more. So mm-hmm. I'll read the definition. So code switching is the practice of alternating between two or more languages or a variety of languages in conversation. Mm. So um, interesting enough, uh, I think it is languages, but I think it's maybe dialects. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe how we present the information, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it also has to do with our tone and intonation when we're code switching. Um, and we'll break this down a little bit further. But also, I think also being PC, like being politically correct, it maybe like what words we're using. Um, for me, in my head, if I had to break it down a little further to somebody and, and say like, make it as simple as can be code switching or being PC is choosing what words you're going to say when choosing when you're, whether you're going to be eloquent or not. I don't know about you, but I feel like I code switch a lot. Interesting. Interesting. I love that we both uh, looked up the definition for both of these because I, 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 
I know that we both have an understanding of what it is because it is something that in our day-to-day, in our culture, in our workplace, within our friends, we do a lot. Um, Two things that really stuck out to me in terms of like the definitions and the definition of code switching specifically um, and everything that Jillian said, I 100% agree. And it has to do with language, it has to do with words, um, you know, the grammar that you use, the syntax, all of those fancy, spancy, smashy things, right? Like all of that, right? But also behaviors, right? Like how are you, you know, as, as a person that is Latina, right? Like I talk a lot with my hands, as you can see, right? So like code switching is also, for me, it's behaviors. Um, and one of the things that I was reading in terms of code switching, and I love to hear what Jillian thinks about this. And I also love to hear what our listeners, viewers, however you're watching this or listening to it. Um, I've read that code switching is especially for people of color or people that are minorities, it's a matter of survival, right? Like code switching, um, like do people outside of our cultures, outside like women, right? Like all of that, like it's a, it's a matter of me surviving something that obviously probably we, we shouldn't have to survive. Like everything should be like fine, equal, all of that, right? But I thought that it was interesting that in the definition that I was reading, it was like code switching. But for people of color, it's a matter of survival. Um, And I think subconsciously, right, I'm not thinking like that. I'm like, I'm doing it because I feel like I have to, whatever. And I don't want to go into it because I think we're going to talk more about like examples of code switching. Uh, But I thought that that was quite interesting that the definition included for people like us, women, people of color, um, it's a matter of survival. So it was interesting because I thought when we started thinking about questions of like, hey, prepping for our podcast, like, what do we want to talk about here? And that that was one of the questions that came up. Is this something that only pertains to us? Right? Is this mm-hmm. something that only people of color, and I'm sorry if that's not the right words to use, mm-hmm. right? I prefer to use that versus minorities because there's no way in shape I am a minority in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't exist anymore. I still think that this is um, a only for us issue. And when we go into examples, you guys will be like, oh, this is what they're talking about for sure. This is us. Um, but damn, it's 2023. This is still an us issue. And is it still an us issue because we do it? Yes. Right. Because like, is the expectation, like, who really creates the expectation of us having to code switch? Is it us? Is it in our, like, is, is the environment created so that we're code switching? Or, and I'm not going to say that I necessarily make it up, right? But we all know, and again, I don't want to kind of like go down answering, like sharing more information, right? Because there's questions that we have, right? But like, an example, and I know that's kind of like our next sort of kind of question, like an example of me code switching is like when I'm on the phone, like if I'm calling like a company or credit card, right? Like 
am I, is it more likely that I'm going to get something done or something changed or something accomplished if I'm spicy? Mm, probably not. So I might have to, I'm sorry, if your name is Karen, I might have to be like, hi, this is Anne, right? Like I might have to use that voice. Um, I might have to, you know, not have that much spice in my voice, but best believe if I'm not getting what I need to get done, I will, I will be speaking to your manager. Right. Um, and I've done it in, I've done it in ways. Oh, and I'm, I'm sure there's experiments out there that have been done, right? I've done it one way where I'm spicy and I've done it another way. I'm not so spicy, right? Like I'm not, you know, I'm Angelique and maybe I'm not Angie. Uh, and so that's something that I've seen. Like that's a, a way that I've kind of code switch is when I'm making phone calls, which is crazy because no one can see what I look like. Like no one knows the color of my skin. Maybe that's why right. you do it. Yeah. Because you have yeah. more chances because they don't know the color yeah. of your skin. Right. So, so that's definitely an example of code switching. I know that we do it at work. We do it with our friends. Um, but, but definitely I do a lot of um, code switching, even within work, even sometimes when I'm calling people about my students, right? Like even my students be like, Miss Figs, why you sound like that? And I'm like, I got to sound like this to get stuff done right? Uh, my, my pitch goes a little bit more down and I'm, you know, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just like, it's, it's literally a switch. <laughs> um, but again, I, I do it because I have to get stuff done. Um, and I think if I went the easy way, um, I, I probably wouldn't get as much stuff accomplished for my students or advocating for my students if I didn't necessarily code switch. It really sucks though, right? Because I, as, yeah. as you were talking, I was like, dang, like, is this a learned behavior, right? Where do we pick up that that voice oh, God, or right? those, that tone is going to get mm -hmm. us the right result? And we're right. going to say that voice and that tone, because I don't think there's a specific color associated to it. I'm not going to be like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to be that ignorant. Right. Um, however, I think there's times where like in this podcast, we can be, we'll switch back and forth where it's like, mm -hmm. we're talking all good and whatever. And then we'll use slang here and there, a curse here and mm -hmm. there. Right. So I'm play devil's advocate here, right? Is it code switching where people are like, oh, you sound like a, a whole different culture or a whole different race? Mm -hmm. Or is it learning how to speak in different forums, different ways? Mm. If I'm hosting a meeting with the VPs in UK, I'm not going to be like, excuse you, stop it. I'm gonna be like, let's take a pause for a minute so that we can go ahead and discuss this, right? Um, right, there's a a way to do things. Um, so is that code switching or learning when and where to adapt? 
you know, as I think because we are people of color in this country, we've had to assimilate to a lot of things in different ways. And adaptability is like second nature for us, for some of us, mm-hmm. right? Um, is that just another skill set that we have? Being able to say, you know what, if I want something done and quickly, I know I have to change my voice and use this different types of a language in order for it to get done. I know yeah. if I'm going into a store to return something that I need to be like on my P's and Q's and speaking really nice in a soft tone, because if I'm like, I don't want this crap, this just not going to work. Right. So is that right. knowing what to do in what place or is it code switching? I feel like it's a rhetorical question, right? It's a things that like we need to think about for a little bit. Yeah. And I also think it's a little bit of both, right? Like I think it's a, it's a combination of, of, of two, like both of those things. Plus I also think is like, you're thinking that it's one way, right? Whereas the person that you're returning the stuff to isn't even thinking about that. Like you have it in your head, like, oh, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be sweet. Um, And the person is like, oh, no, sure. No problem. Right. Like you already created that narrative that you had to show up a certain way to get something done. Right. Um, So, yeah, rhetorical, same thing. And creating narratives is another podcast topic. Oh, for sure. So uh, one of the things I think. (laughs) One of the things I think is funny is that, like, I code switch even with my friends. Mm. So, like, there's friends that were like, we just like these things. And, like, it doesn't matter who, if people don't understand it. This is just the things we like. And we'll talk and, like, mm-hmm. just be in our, in our own bubble. And then yeah. take me uptown and I'm a totally different person. right my uh florida florida jillian is very different than new york jillian heard you it really is it really is as soon as i get off the plane i'm like wait tighten up like you literally have to impersonate not impersonate that is the wrong word but i have to kind of pull out that person in me who is a little more tougher, a little more spicier, right? I don't need to do that necessarily <laughs> here in Florida. There's no need for any of that. Um, is that code switching? Absolutely. Um, and sometimes it's natural, right? Like I think that depending on where you are, right? Like it when you come to New York, it's natural for you to be, and I don't like, I don't want to use these words. Like it's, it's, it's natural for you to be like aggressive and on your P's and Q's and like, what's up? Like all those things, because you're in an environment where that's the way that either you grew up or that's the way that you kind of have to show up. Um, and it's not, and, and while it is code switching, right. Sometimes you just, it just, it's just like natural. It just comes out that way. Right. Um, we just, it, it just feels right. Right. But essentially it's code switching, right? Because you're not doing that 
right? You might not act Uptown Jillian the way you would act Soho Jillian. Or maybe, I don't know, right? Oh, so, so it's like, yes, code switching. Yes, like it's, it's a little unintentional. I don't know. It's, I thought that, I thought that that was right. And it just feels right. Like you're with your friends and you're like, using all the slang and you're using you're, you're you're listening to bad bunny whereas if you go below 96th street you're still gonna be listening to bad bunny but you <laughs> might not be you might not you might not be um you know using certain words i don't know i just yeah no it's true it's true i think about like um when you go traveling right if you go to another country, like they say, when in Rome, do as the Romans, right? You want to go ahead and, and assimilate. You know, I try to stand out like a sore thumb. Right. Right. Um, there's nothing wrong with standing out. However, mm-hmm. you want to make sure that you're doing what the norm, the cultural norm is to be successful in that environment. Mm. Right. And I think that's what it comes down to. What is the social norm in that environment so that you can be successful in whatever it is that you're trying to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and it just depends. Yeah. Um, also, like, if we were in, a, like, Spain trying to use the same dialect that we use here in the U.S., we would get nothing done. Like, there's so many different words that you and I speak Spanish perfectly fine, but as soon as we start speaking Spanish over there, they would not understand us. Yeah. And that was one of the things that we talked about before we started recording, right? Like there are certain things that just can't be said a certain way. It just doesn't translate. Right. So sometimes you're using, you know, you're, you're expressing something a certain way because it can't be expressed another way. And that also happens with like people that are bilingual or duolingual or all of that stuff. Right. Like, um, you start to, you know, and I, and I, this happens a lot for me with, with my mom, like trying to explain English words or trying to translate them. And that's not necessarily cultural change. It's just like the language. Um, but sometimes when we're around our friends and our peers, or maybe mostly our friends, right. Um, it's easy for us to say it in a certain way, like in Spanish or in slang or Spanglish, um, because it just can't be said another way, if that makes sense, what I'm trying to say. Um, how cool is it that we have that privilege, right? And so yeah. I, at first when we thought about this, I was like, damn, this is like so negative. Like, damn, like, why do we have to do this? But then I took a step back and I was like, how cool that we have this skill set where we can say something to someone in a language, in a way that they're going to understand it in their way. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I know that I gave the example um, prior to recording of like when I'm getting a service done and maybe the primary language is a different language and that I don't necessarily understand. I feel sometimes where they'll just, they're translating in a whole nother way than what I just said. But realistically, they're translating in a way that their group Makes is going to be able to understand it, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. So I thought you, when you said that, that was like a really mm-hmm. good point. Yeah. Um, because 
I, initially it was like, wait, I didn't say all that. Why you, why is there so many? Like that's the, and also the, the tone, right? The tone of the translation or the, the, the facial expressions. You're like, mm, all I said was that I wanted you to file my nail down. <laughs> right. And you're like, right. So, so again, right. That, that, that comfortability that you feel that you want to say it in a, in a language that makes you feel comfortable shouldn't necessarily make anyone else feel away. I want to talk about this because this just came up for me. And I know that we wanted to talk about like giving an example. I can't think of an example of the last time I code switched uh, because again, sometimes it happens very like naturally, not naturally, but like unconsciously, like it just happens and I'm just like, oh crap. So I can't really think of one. But I think something that I used to do when I was like a young professional, like when I was in my 20s, when I first started to um, work professionally is like I used to straighten my hair. And I that was a way of me code switching, right? Like if I had my hair straight, right, like bone straight with a flat iron, whatever, people will take me more seriously, Whereas if I went into work with my hair like unruly and curly and, you know, what people say, like untamed and all that, that was a way that I code switched, right? Like I was in a, you know, I, I've always had like a really young baby face, right? And I was going and I was working with people that were much older than me. I was working with uh, families at the time um, and doing like casework and social work, right? So like, who's really going to? not who, but like in society, they say like, oh, anyone that doesn't take care of their hair or is unkept, like that person's like it, curly hair wasn't really seen professional. Um, so that was my way of code switching. And I mean, to be honest, it, it isn't, um, it probably still is, but I actually don't care anymore. And I always wear my hair curly. Right. Um, and it strikes up conversation, some appropriate, some inappropriate, right? Like Oh my God, your hair, like, is that natural? Yes. Oh, it is natural. Um, so, boo and not. Uh, so I think that's a way that I, in the, I can't think of anything like right now in this moment, uh, but that was a way that I definitely 100% um, code switches that I always used to, I used to be in the salon every week um, to straighten my hair, to, get my edges, you know, all the way flat um, and to not have anything that resembled curly um, on my head uh, so that people could take me seriously because I thought that having straight hair was professional and that people would take me seriously. So Sadly, that is the world that we live in. Yeah. I'm still conformed to that. Um, <laughs> it's sad. I love my curly hair. It is very unruly at times. Um, and I will not do an interview with curly hair. <gasps> um, so I agree. Um, I am guilty of that. I also think, I think that does have a lot to do with the fact that I have a very young face. I went to the bank yesterday or a few days ago and the guy was like, oh, so are you here for school? Bro, check my ID again because clearly you can't count. No, I'm not here for school. Are you kidding me? Like, because I have a young face, I think that straightening my hair 
helps age me a little bit more and helps me look a little bit more professional. Whereas when my mm. hair is curly, I think I'm perceived as like young, wild, mm. and um, interesting. Such. So yeah, definitely code switch on that we have. And even like um I even think with like professional attire, I think that mm. like that plays a big part. Um mm-hmm. whereas and this sounds really bad. So like I remember working for a predominantly black company mm-hmm. and being very laxed with my professional attire and mm. took business casual very casual to the extreme right (laughs) where I know that if I was at not you know a predominantly white organization or like currently I am the only Hispanic woman on my team right and I'm the only black woman on my team so I have to hold down those two things I can't show up unprofessional at any point Mm. So the opportunity to code switch, I can't. I have to keep it on 24-7. So um, it's a lot of pressure. It is. It is. And to be, and it sucks because it's not only in my my small department, it is in my entire department. And um, so the, the pressure to be on 24 7 while at work mm-hmm. is and I work remote right now so imagine in the office what that would be um I won't code switching is about going from being yourself your innate what you naturally would speak and to knowing when you have to speak like others at that time and I know um someone I was telling you have to use the vernacular that they use Mm. like we're really gonna come down to like I using all the same words that they use like does that really help be your authentic self like you're telling me each day I need to show up not as Jillian but as Jillian who knows how to adapt to being someone like uh, those who I'm in the environment with that's weird I think it's been, I think, I think it's funny that, yeah, 150% what you're saying. I think that it's interesting that while on our podcast about code switching and being PC, you and I have definitely been PC when we're talking about, while we're talking about the other, right? Um, Or, 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 or people that are not that do not resemble what we look like in the mirror, right? I think it's funny, right? I think it's interesting. Oh, so so with that. <laughs> no, but have- it's true. It's true. Like, I think it's also like I've learned <laughs> the consequences of when you're not. Right? Mm. Really? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I live in Florida. I live in the South. You learned that real quick. Mm, yeah and florida's been going through some shit lately listen don't move to florida it's about the wild wild west (laughs) so so talking about being pc and we have been very pc while on this podcast do you feel 
And I don't know if this is the question that we want to end in ends on, but I'm going to just lead with it because I think it leads to what you were just talking about. So is being PC only an issue for people of color? So is it something? Yes. Tell me that. Tell, tell me what you think. Initially, I thought it was only us. But I realized Caucasian women also deal with the same thing, especially mm. women who, and I actually was talking about this in uh, a session this week, um, women in leadership or women aspiring for leadership have to speak in, in a certain way without being perceived as aggressive versus assertive. Whereas men, white men, don't have this um, issue. They can say mm. the exact same thing a woman says, and it'd be that person is being assertive and getting a dis- an executive decision done. Whereas a woman, even if they're Caucasian, would have the same, um, would be saying the same exact thing, would be told being too aggressive or emotional yeah. in the moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't, so I agree. I don't think that, that being PC or being politically correct is a thing for people that are black, brown, Latin, whatever. I don't think that it's a, it's a thing that is Asian, right? I don't think that it is a thing that is only for people of color or people that identify as, um, in that category, I have seen that. I have seen um, where women, specifically people that are be- are trying to become leaders, um, aren't able to say shit the way that a white man would say it, right? Um, and I mean, I-, I honestly think that that sucks. So yes, I do think, I do think that um, it is not something that is only for us. I do think that people experience it. Um, I'm a lot more than we think, especially women that are, are white, um, probably have to live, live this and code switch as well. Right. Like is a white woman going to say the same thing that she would say around her friends in front of white men? Probably not, especially at work. Um, especially when you're trying to climb up a ladder that in in any industry that is predominantly, um, you know, predominantly men. Right. Like it's predominant, like those those executive offices are predominantly men um, and sometimes predominantly white men. Right. And sometimes you have to do and say stuff that. You switch up um, in that moment, so yeah. Um, I have another question. Mm. And this just came to me. Okay. Do we want to live in a society where we don't have to code switch? And I ask that because I've seen, right? I go in the store, ask for something. I code switch, especially if depending on who I'm asking. Not, I'm not necessarily, well, yeah, depending on who I'm asking, if I have to go to that comfort level, change my comfort level, right? Um. And then I've seen others come in and they don't. And I look and I'm like, 
but why would you ask like that? Like, you know, you're not going to get the same reaction and then get upset that they didn't get the same reaction that I got. Um, because of how, you know, how they ask, the, the words they use, the, the tone, the tone is everything, right? Um, and that made me think, do I want to live in a world, world where code switching doesn't exist? And I don't want to need, have to need to, but I still want there to be some type of I guess a rhyme and reason to have it, right? So if you're going to go up into a store, let's not act loud and ratchet and stuff that you would be with your friends, right? Because your friends know you. They know a little bit more. They have that background knowledge of you. But the person in the store may not know why you're yelling to get what you want. Um. So I de definitely may think that like, there is a proper way to do things. Does that necessarily mean code switching completely? No, but I don't want to live in a world where everyone is talking or acting like their authentic self, even if they know that that is not the, that's not the forum for it. Mm -hmm. Um. And there may be a lot of people who disagree with that, but I stand by that one. Yeah, I mean, I think I would love, well, first, I think that while code switching is done or I've done code switching to feel safe and feel comfortable and feel accepted, uh, I do think that it's quite exhausting it's exhausting. It's frustrating. It's overwhelming. Um, like you said, it prevents anyone from being their true authentic self. Um, but I do think that I'm not saying that I would want to live in a world where code switching didn't exist. I just know that it is a safety net for a lot of people. Um, and I think the most important thing is for, for anyone to feel safe. So if code switching can, cannot exist and people feel safe and, and not attacked and not feeling like they need to present a certain way in order to be accepted or be valued mm. or be, um, you know, appreciated, whatever, then sure. Um, uh, but I do know that it, it, I, I, for me, for me, thinking back to my young professional self. I wore my hair straight because I wanted to feel safe and I didn't want to feel like if I wore my hair a certain way, I was going to be fired the next day. So I think code switching for a lot of people, it creates a safety net. And I think if we didn't have, if, if, and realistically, if we can live in a world that code switching didn't matter, like didn't exist and sure. Um, but I think it's something that a lot of people fall back on, especially in the, in the workplace, um, to feel, to feel like they're again, safe. Um, so yes, but only if, um, you know, it actually was something that could exist. I don't know if that made sense, but. You know, it's funny because I think it's, I, after thinking about it, I kind of feel like it's a thing we deal with here in America mm -hmm. and not anywhere else. Because we are a melting pot of 
different cultures and don't know a lot of the norms of all the other cultures. Whereas like, I don't know, Italians know Italians are like this. So Mm -hmm. everybody knows what to expect from a person. And if they're agitated or something, or if they speak this because of a reason, not necessarily because they're aggressive. Um, Mm -hmm. I think those stereotypes, because we have strong, strong stereotypes here in this country, it plays a big, big part. I know like I was in DR and people speak real rough to each other. I'm like, oh my God, but like, Mm -hmm. take it easy. (laughs) Why? Why are you talking so mean? Like, you get more mm-hmm, honey with mm-hmm. with bee. I mean, you get more bees with get honey, bees not with, honey. With, like um, salt. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, we were just talking regular," because it yeah. they understood each other. It's natural, like, yeah. That's their social norm. Whereas you try that stuff here in the U.S., and they're gonna be like, "I'm just gonna ignore mm-hmm. you because it's not gonna get done." So right. realistically, it makes you think. It's like, is this something? in our country that we just don't know how to handle or we feel like we don't know like at work you talk proper and that's it like you just know you talk proper at work and it's not like oh you code switched Mm -hmm. yeah interesting very this was fun always can't wait to talk the next episode so glad you guys really truly truly we want to hear what your opinions are so leave them in the comments leave them on our ig like tell us what you're feeling are you do you code switch do you have to be pc is there a pressure or do you just like think we're talking shit right now so (laughs) could be all of the above a b c or d (laughs) well until next time Bye. Bye.